Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast of the best shows on TV. And I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And tonight we're hitting that Walking Dead uh, season finale. Um, uh, this one was called Last Day on Earth. Um, I kind of felt like the last day of Earth when I was watching it, I'll be honest with you. But uh, the director was Nicotero, the writers were Gimple, and um, what's that other cat? Negrette. Negrette. You know? um, but 90 minute finale, man, I, I, how did you feel? I felt like I got about 20 minutes of episode because <laughs> the worst thing about this episode was the commercials. Doozy after doozy after doozy. I mean, we got we got like three major motion picture movie previews that were like three or four minutes long each and everything. We saw Independence Day, a few others. I mean, it was There it were was a few heavy. cuts where I thought we got about a minute of Walking Dead and about five minutes of commercials. Yeah, it was pretty heavy. I mean, I realized that Commercials must pay pretty well to get on the finale of Walking Dead, but this was outrageous. It was it was definitely saturated, as I like to say. And this was the first time in a while I've seen a Walking Dead that you could tell they were cutting to black at every single critical moment they could and throwing a commercial in there. And the thing is, I don't even watch for the fade to black anymore. I watch the AMC symbol disappear, and I'm like, Oh, are you kidding me? Because as soon as it disappears, then it fades to black. And I'm like, no. All right. So for the 20 minutes of content you felt like you got, what was your overall opinion? Give me a star rating, one to 10 or something here. Uh, Tough, huh? It's tough, man. It's not like it was poorly done. I'm going to say, look, I'm going to go two different things. There was an emotional value and then overall result value is the way I look at it. Like emotionally, this is one of the few episodes, like I was on pins and needles the entire episode for 90 minutes. And for that, I give it eight, nine, almost 10, just like the emotional factor that it created as a season finale and as this season as a whole. But the overall effect of the episode much lower you know five six we didn't get a lot of answers or anything anything we just got a whole bunch of new questions which is good to a point but there was no culmination of any storyline in my book i'm gonna give it a seven um i think the tension wise you're right they nailed the tension um it did have a lot of problems in the episode, though. I found the way a lot they of things. I'm executed some stuff. There's some coincidences in there that are hard to swallow. There's a lot of things in this episode that just were not believable, in my opinion. I mean, the things that Negan did, not Negan. I'll say Negan's group did that. What they were able to accomplish in accomplish short periods of time, yeah, just by assuming what Rick's group would do. Um. Seemed a little off to me. It why? Did. Why did they know that they were going to go to the hilltop? How did they know that that was they needed to get to the hilltop? Yeah, uh, there was there was a lot of plot holes here, and I know it was set that way to try to make us go, "Holy crap! Wow!" You know, you know, and me being the comic book reader, I knew where this was going, and most people kind of knew because Kylie, everything's been spoiler all freaking week about Negan and how it's going to go down yeah, and blah, blah, I blah. Know. Um, but even that, it was just a little bit of a bridge too far for me because it was just, it was just, like I said, it's just, there's no way you, how do you coordinate 40 and 50 guys at different roadblocks on different roads? With what mode of communications and different things like that? It just, God, it was, it was a stretch for me. I feel like it could be done. Like you could coordinate that. 
But then you also have to be able to coordinate all these people to come together in the same spot in the woods. Yeah, you know, I'm telling you, and surrounding them and stuff like that. I mean, it's just it was so. Cool and not only did they surround them, they surrounded the walking group, the running group, not the RV. Yeah, you know, they yet, knew where they were going every single time. Yet the RV showed up before the walking group did. Yeah. Some of the stuff is just like, I'm just trying to try not to think about this too hard because it make me mad. Yeah. Well, I mean, it made me mad because there were just so many things that just, like I said, were just a little too much out of the plausibility range for me. Okay. So we're, we're only talking about basically the Rick storyline. What did you think about Carol's side? Um, well, you know, it was interesting to see that, you know, she was basically found on the stoop, you know, bleeding to death. And, you know, at Morgan, I'll be honest with you, I actually enjoyed this part of it where, you know, I think Carol's hitting rock bottom just like kind of Morgan did. And now Morgan's found his opportunity to bring somebody back from the brink like he was. and But he's having to do what he doesn't think he would have to do. So I kind of like how they've twisted the angle a little bit about one went from one end of the boat to the other and the other one's the opposite. And they're stuck together and helping each other. Um, I, I I didn't mind it, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm hoping this means Carol's going to come back to where she was. Um, at least that's what I'm hoping. You know, you don't get wrong. Like you said, she hit the bottom of the barrel. Um, but I didn't mind it as much. I mean, it was – her whole deal was believable. The only thing I didn't care for was is that – he he goes up there to kill the hanging walker, and it looked like she got a she got ten miles down the road. You know, that kind of that time plausibility kind of was kind of eh. But oh no, that was no problem because Jason Voorhees was following them. <laughs> now we all know that in horror slasher films you can run at the speed of light. You're right, but Voorhees is going to walk. He'll be in front of you somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Staring you down. It don't matter. He'll somehow come out behind a tree with a machete and take you out. Uh, I actually like the Carol stuff. Um, I like the Morgan stuff. Um, once again, I feel like they, they did well with the tension. They did well with the story. Yeah. But executed some of the things poorly. Jason Voorhees, for instance. The random Negan follower that follows them. Dude, he got a horse. He ends up following the horse tracks. So we were wrong. He actually is behind Morgan and Rick in the following. He did step out of the woods from the other side of the road and then follow them. So he's not following Carol. He's following them. Yeah. And he finds a horse and then takes off on a horse. And he is bleeding to death, stumbling through the woods and the fields and catches up to him. Yeah. Unacceptable. Yes, Unacceptable. very much. It just, you know, I I want to I want to just say it's just like an editing flaw. You know what I mean? They just didn't realize what they did when they showed the part where he started following horse tracks. I was like, nope, nope. It when they first showed it, when Rick and Morgan show up and they show that little flash of him, what seems to be him following Carol. Yeah, I was all for it. That means he's ahead of Morgan. Yeah, and then maybe they'll meet in the middle because Carol has to stop because she's bleeding out. He's stumbling along, and she's already stopped. And now Morgan's catching up. So, okay, meet in the middle. But no. No. They, they poorly edited it and twisted it yeah. to where he's following Morgan, and they ruined it. Yeah, I know. I know it. And he had a pretty cool scene. I do. Tell me this. 
Why were the rosemary beads on the ground just randomly? Did he lose them battling this little walker or something? I had a hard time putting that together. At first, I thought that was him dead on the ground, and we just found the rosemary beads. We, you know, that I mean, that was my first inclination, and I, I didn't understand the rosemary beads just being found in the street. I don't either, and they came to no consequence. You mean you realize that? I mean, yeah, he picks them up, but I mean, like, there's nothing to him yet. All that was basically was to show that. But once again, Morgan finds the beads. Yeah. Which means now it's reversed. Again. He is crossed in front of Morgan, and now Morgan's following his trail of yeah. the beads and stuff like that. I'm telling you, it was yeah, the little bit it's order got dicey, <laughs> real dicey. Now, what about the whole Carol getting shot multiple times as punishment? I like this. This is what I'm saying. He had a pretty cool scene, dude. I thought this was pretty brutal, pretty cool scene. So, all right, so we're we're killing. Not killing, I'm sorry. First, we lock this walker up in the dumpster. And then Carol has this cool fight scene with probably one of the best zombies of the show. Is the one where, you know, the scalpel's pulling away. Dude, and she's this holding was it. seriously good. Well done, Nicotero. Well, well I done. I mean, this was really, really good. You know, I have come to realize, in which I've kind of always thought this a little bit, we always get our best zombies when Nicotero's our director. And he always makes sure we get that oh, close-up. He know? has to have a... Special frame scene for his favorite yeah, FX job. His elements. Of the episode. Yeah. Pretty cool. Very realistic. Very plausible. She's weak. She doesn't just dominate the thing. She's not just like that. Uh, I think she did a really good job. Melissa Bride is just a fantastic actress. I mean, she really pulls this off. Do you like hearing the brass knuckles of the knife like pinging against her skull? Yeah. You know, she's trying to like get the force, but there's no leverage. So you just kind of hear it like glancing yeah. off. It's. It was really, really well done. Good choreograph, good stunt there, Absolutely. and so on. Um, and then the, the guy getting the gun and just shooting her in the arm and then shooting her in the leg. And I was like, Her hey. laughing. Yeah. Like, I'm dying. This is great, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, let's I, mean, just, I mean, like I said, let's just kill the Carol side of the story so we can focus on the main plot. All right. So, Rick and company are at. Alexandria. No, no, no. Don't even do it. Let's just talk about Carol's. Let's finish the Carol thing. All right. We've gone too far. All right. All right. So, Morgan comes up with the gun in hand. You know, he's not supposed to kill. He's supposed to, you know. But Carol's given him a pistol. Right. No, Rick gave him a pistol. Rick gave him a pistol before he left. And uh, he tells the guy, you know, it doesn't have to be da-da-da. It doesn't matter. The guy leads the gun up, greases him. Now, one thing I thought was crazy here is when we saw Carol getting shot in the arm, you saw the blood, the splatter, you shot in the leg, you see the wound. This guy takes three rounds, and the only thing you see is a hole in the neck. A throat neck a shot, th- just like. That's the only one. Yeah. But, you know, his body reacted to like getting hit three times. I rewinded it three times. He only showed the bullet wound hitting the neck one time. I was like, Nicotero? Where where are my blood effects? Where where is this guy's like no, they just, <coughs> just, CG CG blood holes? They always ruin the CG blood. Man, it was a letdown because when Carol greased those guys in the truck, one of the main stunt guys takes two two to three shots in the chest, yeah, and I mean Spear it's like boy. it's like explosions of blood are coming out of the body. Her shots when she's on the ground when she's getting shot in the arm and the leg yeah. look great, brutal, awesome. You know this guy pow pow pow. All you see is a little black dot on his throat. And I was like, yeah. yeah. You know, I was like, how does Nicotero let this happen? Yeah, they didn't on an episode finish 
what it started out really good. No, I know it. That was man, that was a letdown. But anyway, Morgan greases the guy, you know, and he comes over and all of a sudden our two armed, you know, not arm armored, you know, by the way, this armor is weak sauce. Is uh, this hockey gear? It's it looks like it. I think it, it looks, looks, looks like, like the under like underside of a umpire's outfit. You know what I mean? I think it's under hockey gear. You're right. Um this is purely for walkers. This is no. This is not defensive no. for <laughs> for other Unless humans. Unless you're being checked me. some point. No. Yeah. Um, but we're horseback, speared, um, you know, spear weapons, da da da, and just happened upon them right when this happens. You know, right. um, I'm excited for this. Me being a comic book writer, a reader, I know exactly what this is, and I'm not going to spoil it for people if you hadn't read it, but this is a new dimension of the story that's going to be really, really interesting for the next season, and I'm really curious how they're going to pull it off, because you're going to meet some really cool, dynamic characters that are just, to the normal person, such a stretch out there, but I think it's going to be really cool the way they're going to probably pull it off. Cool reveal. I yes. like the reveal of this guy and his partner showing up. Um and then introducing themselves, you know, him and Morgan. The show is giving you a clue because Jesus said there's a whole, you know, a whole new world. It's a much bigger world out there, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. He already gave you the clue that the hilltop is not the only community out there. And Well, so, we learned about a whole other community in this episode too. Right. So you're going you're gonna, to – that's going to be something for the next season, and it's going to be pretty sweet. And oh, this, this right here is your first glimpse into it yeah. of organized faction. So Absolutely. Um, so it looks like Carol and Morgan are going to be off with the new group. Um, and, uh, that is good and bad to me. That kind of tells me we're going to have a completely, we're going to have a divided cast next season. And you know how they did when we met the governor, you know, they had the, the Andrea Michonne story here and we had the rest of the group here. And then we had the Daryl and, you know, what's her face here. And it was just the what episode is going to get what actor this week? You know, yeah. the budgetary cutting, you know, season is what I unfortunately feel like we got going our way. Only thing I can think of is that they're all going to be united possibly against the same enemy. So hopefully their plots will surround the same Negan, you know, device. Yeah. I mean, I can agree with that. I mean, I'm just. I'm really afraid we're gonna. We're definitely gonna have a lot of separation starting well, I, next year. I agree. Year. I agree. And I'm not sure. I want to see a ton of Morgan and Carol. Uh, no Morganizing and Carolizing now, at this point. Don't get me wrong. I think those are the two best actors on the show, bar none. However, the way they've created these characters' current mindset, not the two funnest to be together. <laughs> not the funnest to watch on television. No, because. Uh, you watch the show for the the cool factor, not the not the uh, wah, wah, wah. not the psychology factor. Yeah. Just kill me, you know. Keep shooting. Yeah, uh, you can't yeah. walk away. Yeah, <laughs> Carol, that doesn't even sound like you. I know it. I just can't stand her to be weak. I've fallen in love with Melissa, um, Melissa McBride, and Carol, the character, the character, and everything. For becoming the no nonsense, this is what you got to do to survive. You would never expect it from Susie Homemaker. Bam, bam, bam. You just took three shots in the forehead. I think you'd be more okay with it if you would have had more time for this to develop. Yeah. She went from blazing wolves that were entered, 
like she's wearing ninja outfit. Yeah, putting W's on her forehead. Running around. To two episodes later to, I'm feeble and I can't kill anymore. The yeah, world's Morgan's trying to tie up one and she just blazes him in the head. Oh, yeah. To now, I can't kill for the people I care about anymore. I'm just like, no. Blue. Carol, please come back to us. Please. Back to the light. Somebody back to this the girl in the head. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Wake um, her up. Yeah, yeah, but now I'm worried she's going to be limpy and useless with a busted arm it. and a busted I leg. I know it. But I do have some theories about where she might be going and what it might lead to the end, so I can't wait to talk about those. All right, let's sever the Morgan Sever the Carol side. Let's go. Start this. Let's get back over to the, to the meat and potatoes. So we're at Alexandria. They're all gearing up. Maggie looks like hell. She's pale ghost. You know, short haircut I can't stand. Oh. Uh, by the way, I'm going to put that out there. I, God, man. Poor what, choice. Complete and let down. Oh, beautiful you know, woman that was kind of. You know, I'll be honest with you. With that, with that haircut, she deserves the bat. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh. <laughs> <God>. Wow. <laughs> Put her out of her misery. Jesus. Yikes. <laughs> I, mean, she I don't know if like Glenn a... was upset because she was on her knees or because of the haircut. I mean, I'm just putting it out there, you know. I don't know. <laughs> Both could be yeah, devastating. Really, oh, my God. Both are devastating. <laughs> uh, All right. So, of course, let's see who's in the caravan here. Of course, of course we got Maggie. All right. Aaron says, I'm coming hell or high water. All right. You're you going to have to you, tie me up and punch me in the face to keep me from going. Yeah. I like Aaron. I do. Yes, Aaron. Go, Aaron. <laughs> I like Eugene. Yeah. I'm your anchor man. I'm your anchor man. I'm your anchor man. I was like, no. <laughs> the only thing Nick and missing right here was Brick talking about a grenade or something. You know? <laughs> I got to be honest. Eugene might be one of my favorite characters recently. Oh, yeah. In the last three or four episodes, he has propelled himself into, not in the comic relief, but just just so entertaining. Anytime he's in the scene, it's hilarious. They have ramped up his writing so well that I hope he's not the one that got the bat. And they try to... We'll we'll debate this at the end. They try to put it in there. Uh, Don't don't go there yet. We're not going there yet. I got a lot to talk about that, too. Yeah. All right. So, we're still talking about who's on the... Carl decides to come, which I thought was... Strange. After locking Enid in a closet. Yes. Um, mm, yeah, mm. Once again, I'm still not pleased that all badasses are leaving Alexandria. Uh, unguarded. No doubt. I mean, every major character, basically besides Gabriel and Judith, yeah, are through the deuces. You know? Judith, you're not allowed to call <laughs> Judith a badass. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little ass kicker. Come on, man. Yeah, she's a little ass poop in her pants. Uh, oh, Nothing man, right on, now. Come on. Come on, man. All right. So, anyway, of course, we've got Sasha. We've got Abe. We've got Rick. And that's our that's our posse. Okay? That's right. Is that all of them? That's all of them. That's all of them. And so, we're in the RV. Um, they leave. And during this time, we get this scene of a guy running for his life in the woods in a group of which we can automatically assume is saviors who catch up to him. We get and our first guy, sign of the whistles. Yeah, dude, this whistling was creepy as hell. I'm not going to lie to you. I was impressed with the whistling part. This really brought me back to a classic Tales from the Crypt movie called Demon Knight. No doubt. Good you call that? right there. Good call. When, especially at the end... When the new, you know, demon's trying to get on the bus uh-huh. and then starts walking down the road and it's like, oh yeah, you're on the you money right I mean? there. I really Old like school. it. Old I really school. like it. Um, so when this is done well, it really adds to the cool factor. And I think they did a good job. Man, I was spot on. 
I mean, it was eerie. You didn't have to do all those really big sound effects and crazy music. No, no, no. Just some simple whistling. And they did a good job of not making it a single person's whistle. It was always a group. It was like an echo of whistles, so you knew it was more people doing it. Yeah. Which made it cool. And then the actors did an awesome job. Like you could just see the fear instantly hit when you hear that whistling and oh, stuff. Absolutely. It was just really cool done. Well, well, well done. So they capture this guy and they give him the spiel of, you know, you can't follow the rules. So now somebody's gotta die, you know, and um which was cool and it gives him, you know, one of the worst air punches I've seen in a long time. He rares back, swings and I mean, you can see it on camera. His fist is every bit of six inches away from his face. <laughs> he did a Balboa whoosh. punch, did we? <laughs> I'm talking about the guy moved his head because of the wind. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't even close. And I, I was like, oh! classic you know, Apollo you know, Creed. Don't want to be dead to death, but yeah, it was bad. <laughs> and um, so, you know, we we get the taste that that's out there. So Rick and them, and you know, because in the preview they dragged some some body was up there on the street, and we we're like, all right, is that one of the people? You think it's Daryl? Yeah, you think it's Daryl? You think it's you know somebody Rosita, whatever? And no, they bring this guy up here on the street. Roadblock. Exactly. That's my first problem. Okay. Why do they drag Home Slice all the way across the woods to put him on the street to wait for Rick and them? All right. First off. Playing Monday morning quarterback right here. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. They could have taken this group. They could have taken them. This uh, was their smallest group. Smallest group. I only counted two assault rifles in the opposing group. I think they only had them outnumbered like seven to five. Right, and only two of them had guns, as what I can remember. I think everybody else had some, like they had maybe had a pistol on their hip or something. There was only two guys with AKs that were pointing at Rick's group. And Rick was, I thought, had more could outgun them there's no doubt the thing is while they're talking rick's like you know giving them the no answer and he brings his assault rifle around kind of picks it up yeah. these guys don't lift their guns rick could have taken out two three of them before, before they, they even, even got get their a guns on the hip. Up. you know and if rick even grazes his trigger you know abraham and carl are let loose you know what i mean they're all cutting up this man, they could have they could have got past this group. Of man. all the roadblocks, this was their best chance. This was their only chance. Yeah, you're right because every other roadblock was like forty deep. <laughs> uh, it was that third or fourth roadblock was. I was a stack of dudes. Up yeah, there. <laughs> there ain't no doubt. There ain't no doubt. They were on the top of each other's shoulders, which makes sick. it kind of silly to me that like, why would they even chance the smaller group to be their first roadblock? You know. I guess course, it was an intimidation how, factor. How do they, they know which one was going to be their first roadblock? They had all these different paths they could have taken. They went that way, and they get the smallest roadblock. Yet again, why are they chasing this guy and bringing him to a roadblock position? If their job is to be out there as a roadblock... They don't have time for this. Why are they chasing this guy? How do they know that they didn't miss the RV going by while they're chasing You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying, like... When I go back and look at it, the whole scenario, you have to just I think turn they were doing off. this scene to set up saviors or in the area and all that kind of stuff, and you see what happens. But it was borderline only for the whistling. Yeah, I just I didn't understand when you go like you said Monday morning quarterback. Why? Yeah, it's the coincidences don't line up. The planning would be almost far-fetched at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to just, like I say, turn your brain off and just enjoy cool stuff, you know? I don't turn my brain off. I, I mean, Walking Dead, 
I hate to say, you know, you, you can find flaws every episode, you know. You can. And this is no different, you know. I But that's because I strive. I want this show to be – it has the potential to be elite, elite. All right. But I don't want to move on from the scene yet because we get our first major glimpse of Trevor. Now, people don't know Trevor. This is from Grand Theft Auto Five. This is the actor that they modeled the character actor after in the game. So this is what he looks like in the game. Uh-huh. But his hair's shaved down more. Mm-hmm. And that's his voice. And he is amazing in yes. the game. And the game is fantastic. And in the show, he is wonderful. Yes. I love this character. And I said it on Twitter during the episode. I was like, I hate to say it, but I like to see this guy get a long run on the show. And I think he has the potential. Oh, man, yeah. He's the most talkative one. Yeah, well, I think based on how the episode undeveloped, right he's man. the right-hand man. Yeah. I mean, he's the guy who presents. He's the one who gives the opening spiel. He's the one who, you know, gives commands. and So so I really feel like we're, we're dealing with a major player. I look forward to this guy. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, the only thing about this entire scene I did not care about like I said, I do believe he, Rick had the number and guns and the whole nine yards, but I understand his place. I didn't have a problem with that. The whole, the little dialogue, it was kind of forced to me. Are you sure this is what you want to do? And you, you want this to be your last day on earth and so on? It's kind of an out of left field comment for me for Rick. A little cheesy. It was to <laughs> a me. A little cheese. Um, and as a matter of fact, the only thing that made up for it, was the Trevor guy. I keep calling him Trevor. I'm sorry, but that's what his name is in Grand Theft Auto. We don't find out his name in the show. Yeah. So Trevor comes back at him, and I think that's what makes up for it because he does a better job yeah, of it's more selling eerie. that. It, he, he's more sinister with uh, you know how he conveys that. You know, When you were saying it, I never felt like a threat. But now that I'm saying it, you definitely feel like it's a threat that's real. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's how it was portrayed, and that was it's, good. It's how nonchalant he's throwing it out there. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, we'll go yeah. on. There's plenty of ways Holla. to get to where you're going. Exactly. You know, plenty of paths to get there, you know, which automatically lets you know they're funneling these dudes. They track. are. You know, but how did they know they were going to Hilltop? There's Do you no just excuse. assume that based on that if you leave their compound, there's only so many ways you can go to the hilltop, and they've just been staking that side of the town out to wait until they make those movements? That's a that's a heavy guesstimation to my point. The only thing I can think of is Spencer is a turncoat and is feeding information to the saviors. Because if you remember when Gabriel's there. Man, I like where you're going with that. Because he's the one like, what about making a deal? If the Savior show up, should we make a deal? And, and Rick tells him, wait for me. I got a deal for him. Yeah, I got a deal for him. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I, I forgot like we that. missed that part, which was a badass yeah, scene. And I liked Gabriel. I know? love Gabriel. Dude, Gabriel has come off the crapper and he is a full force. Dude, I was wishing for his throat to get torn oh out God. for a I was long hoping zombies time. were taking throats out the whole nine yards. And now he has become a solid, solid character. But anyway, Spencer could possibly be Dude, selling deals. Liking what you're talking right there. That is something I never thought about, and I am disappointed in myself. Yeah. Good well, call. I'll be honest with you. That just hit me because I keep thinking, how did they know they were going to Hilltop? Yeah. It could be coincidental, but man, that see, that makes a little more spice in it right there. I hope it's Spencer doing that because I don't no want joke. the coincidences. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I love it. All right, so they leave this little 
roadblock. They go down the road, and we find another roadblock. And this one's got the guy with the AK who just shoots in the air. Right. Okay. Which makes me think he's just giving a warning shot. Amen. My mind was, you know what? He's shooting in the air. That means the posse's behind him, and they're about to close in. And I was like, all right, you're, you think you're going to back out of this, but there's another group that's going to come out of the woods behind you. You're screwed. And I was like, wait a minute. We've got 45 minutes left in the episode. There's no way they can already be captured. All right. Was it the first roadblock or the second roadblock where Carl says, we're going to do this? And Rick says, no, nah, we play it, it our the second way. One because okay. Because he, he looked at him and goes, there's 17 of them. There's five of us. <laughs> you know, and he's like, this isn't our day. You know. Yeah, but man, if Carl said that in the first roadblock, I know they it. may have gone to business. I know it, man. Cool. You know. Um, yeah. So I, mean, I knew it. I was like, oh, wait a minute. There's 45 minutes left. They can't be captured and get 45 minutes through a dialogue. Nope. The only thing I could think is this guy was shooting in the air to alert the other roadblocks because you would hear an AK spraying into the air oh, yeah. for miles. Um, however, letting them know that, hey, they made it to our roadblock. However, if what well, has the comment been made that bullets are scarce? Dude, these guys got lots of guns. Yeah. So I didn't kind of get that feeling because, I mean, he was spraying and praying into the air like I got plenty of ammo. You know what I mean? The only thing that's silly is the fact that they've shown saviors that have spears. Exactly. And these dudes are covered from head to toe to guns. I know it. And then, of course, the armory that Rick and them took was loaded down. Fully loaded. And there's so, ammo in there. I'm going to go ahead and make the assumption that they're, they're, they're not hurting. Not as bad as we think. Right. Um, or could be just a ploy. We have a lot of guns, but nothing in them. Could be. You know, it could be a mental tactic. I wouldn't be willing to take the chance, you know. <laughs> uh, 17, at least 10 AKs. Yeah. No. <laughs> Put it in reverse. <laughs> yeah. So they leave very gingerly, go down the road. They find a new map. And then, then they will. Eugene we, tells them there's got a way through a golf course. Right. Right. Which is like to kind of see people coming from all sides. So, all right. So Eugene, once again, playing a good role. Yeah, being, you know, calculating, making decisions right. and so on. Using his brains. So, this is when we get up to, is this the wood one? We, I'm not sure. I think we run into a couple more, it seems like. Maybe another roadblock, and then we get the wood. All right, let's just talk about the wood one. Okay. okay. Bottom line is, is, is this is the one I had the biggest problem with. Okay. First of all, to make this wooden roadblock, we're talking about at least 20 trees stacked, no limbs. I mean, it's almost like whoever did this professional logging company came out there and took care of business. I just... Okay, this is no doubt at minimum 20 trees. Oh, there's this no doubt. This is a big stack. And not to mention, they're all stripped trees. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. There's not a limb on them. There's nothing like that. Professional logging crew was out here doing this. I mean, and now Eugene does say those tracks mean these boys are not only toys. you know well armed but well equipped with machinery. Right. I'm sorry, I don't see us being able to produce 20 trees like they had them stacked high on a road like they did. It just looked too far fetched. And then answer me this riddle: Why set it on fire? Oh, I don't know. There's no reason necessarily. Because I'll be honest. If I would have the capability of stripping those trees and making them like that, I better have a hell of a wall at my compound. You got that right. And not only that, them green trees ain't burning unless they put fuel all over them. And so you mean to tell me you're burning fuel? I'm going to call BS on this. Wouldn't surprise me if it was fuel on it, whatever. No big deal. I just didn't see the necessity. It's a roadblock. Why has it got to be on fire? 
The plus, they played the cool factor of hanging the dude they drug out in the street off yeah. the overpass. Did you notice they never raised the camera up above the bridge to see if anybody was up there who dropped him? No, Did you, you just that? hear the guy talking. Yeah. And to me, it seemed like he was talking from behind the woodpile. I thought he was talking from the overpass. So it doesn't matter. It was cool. Well it was done. eerie. There's obviously people on the other side of the of the woodpile. Yeah. Because they catch it on fire. But there's obviously people on top of the bridge because they Did you notice the off. fire just started randomly right beside them? Yeah, just, you know. I mean, it's not like somebody walked by with a match and go, you know. It just hey. randomly, poof. Yeah. You know, let there be fire. You know, you watch Survivor. These people spend eight hours trying to get a spark <laughs> for a fire. And these guys made it instant happen on green trees that, that were you stacked know what? up. We got some real talent out I there. I mean, whew, impressive. Impressive. <laughs> anyway, so they get back in the RV and. Once again, turn around. Turn around. The chain gang, that's one we missed. The chain gang um, No, that's block. after. Was that's that? after the brick. So uh, they get the there. Wood. And how about we have enough time to go and chain walkers together and dress them with articles of clothing from their group. We got Daryl's vest. We got Michonne's hair. and hair. You know, we got um, Glenn's, um, was it a shirt? I can't remember what he had. It's something. It was something you could tell was Glenn. I don't remember, but how did they dress them? That's a great question. I don't. This is cool. This is a cool it idea. Is. It, it, it kind of gives everybody that kind of. Oh my God! Are they really? Oh my! You know, da 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 da. We're in real deep doo doo now. No, like, they throw it in your face too much to think that they killed these people. Yeah. But, well, just the whole poking a hole in one zombie's head and sticking the hair in there and stuff. Well, you know, it was. <laughs> you would have to really be looking to tell that's Michonne's hair. I'm just putting it out there. You no, know. but she was wearing Michonne's shirt. That's true. And that's stuff true. like that. So it made sense. It's just, I don't know, man. Chaining these dudes up and dressing them would take some serious effort. Well, it's just like what you, what's his name said. He's like. This takes a lot of manpower, well-organized, and so on, to create this situation. Yeah, Eugene basically just keeps pointing out the obvious, but it's like slapping you in the head with it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. If you think about the details that would require to do this, I mean, time alone and risk to your life alone. You know what I'm talking It's almost like I want to have a rest in peace moment that we have lost the vest. Daryl's... They sure didn't get the vest. And if I somehow see Daryl in the vest later on, I'll be pissed off because it's gone. Yeah. I don't know if I want to wear that vest again after... It'd be pretty gross. (laughs) But you understand, Daryl has not showered in five years. So (laughs) that vest already stunk. That vest was already... The walker might be just pissed off he has to wear the vest. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Jesus, really? (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. So the Savior starts shooting at their feet. I didn't get that initially, but you know, you, you pick up that later. Because I was going to say, they got to drop on them. They could just smoke them. They shoot the ground up around them. Rick goes to cut the arm off of one the that's arm chained and up. so on. The hatchet gets hit. Ding! Kiss the ground. Um, yeah, flimsy if a little bit. You're shooting at my feet. You shouldn't hit this hatchet. Yeah. Because um, that could have easily been my arm you just blazed yeah, off. Really. Um, stupid. Don't shoot the hatchet. That's so dumb. It's not It's not necessary. It was so unnecessary. Because all he did was reach down and pick it up and sh- hack the arm off anyway. Exactly. It was unnecessary. All right. How about the four chops? 
to make it happen. He didn't have to chop through chain. He just chopped, he just through, an chopped arm. through an arm. Because it was handcuffed, right? Or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. We're talking about some real melon How bodies. many chops did it take to take out his girlfriend? Was that like a three chopper? Maybe. Maybe. So we're talking four? How many did it take to a, take Herschel's leg off? This is a, a rotting walker's arm? I don't know. I don't want to think about that too much. I'm too busy thinking about it to get shot out of his hand. <laughs> Just so stupid. All right, so they get back in the RV. They're taking off, and they're giving Maggie the song and dance. We're gonna get there. It's gonna, you know, just they uh, keep giving Maggie the song and dance. Yeah, it's gonna be all continuously right. I mean, standing back there. She looks like she's on Walker doorstep. I mean, she looks like a ghost. Is, is she is. Yeah, she's purple. I mean, that and the haircut. I was like, Walker might be an improvement. I mean, Breezer. Yeah. <laughs> put her out of her misery now. <laughs> Let's make sure we don't get a Walker baby. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, we're doing you a favor. Yeah, really. She didn't make it, man. Dang saviors. Actually, I gotta, I'm got. i taking all this back. <laughs> Apocalypse Maggie is probably the hottest thing on the planet. <laughs> all right. So we end up, and it's dark now. And we didn't have Insta-Dark. Amen. It actually had a little bit of lead way into it. You know, it was getting no, dusk. I won't complain about passage of time on this one. Yes, it was, it was actually better done, this one. They talked about fuel. They talked about this. And then Eugene, another great epiphany. You know, they don't know, you know, who's the occupancy of this rust bucket will be, you know, and so on. And I guess, you know, took took his own short straw. Like, I'm going to drive this puppy, you know. Was he committing suicide? All right. To me, Abraham made it sound like he was making a firebomb out of the rest of the fuel. Drive this thing in there and ba-boom, you know. It's not that because Eugene says, no matter what happens, I want you to have these plans and stuff. He's because he's saying, if I make it or not. So he's not planning on dying. I think Abraham was just like, keep it to the floor, drive straight through the roadblock. You know, whatever you got to do. Yeah. Um, did, <laughs> I don't know. To me, I had the feeling like this was his swan song of, you know, Rick and the hugs and the. Here's the ammo plan, and in that little scene where he's in the drive wheel and he has that smile because he's finally reached and attained the respect he was been desiring his whole life, you know. And he drives off into the sunset, you know, and you know not to come back. And maybe we'll see a big explosion or something, you know. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm not real pleased with this at all. Um, That's you know, not I how like I Eugene. want Eugene to go out. You know, and I was how. like, I just did you. I didn't think he would die. I mean, if anything, he'd be hurt or something, you know. I didn't think he would die. I think this was an attempt at... I don't think Eugene gets the bat at the end. But I think this was a good attempt at making it possible that Eugene got the bat. Because this was a way to create the love for this character, right? But also it, hand off the bullet making. Yeah, yeah, uh, it sets schematics. you up to if he dies, it's not for a loss. At either. least he handed that off, and right. we felt something good about him. Now look, we'll get to each one of them and reason why they could and how the show right. set up. I got you. So they they put her on a stretcher and they go in the woods. I think this is genius. I like this is how this is written in. I think it's great. It made it made Eugene look smart. In my mind, I think it's almost impossible to be able to catch these people if they're going in the woods like this. I think it's a solid plan. 
Um, however, I mean, if there are this many people at one end of the road and this many people at the other end of the road, they have to have the contingency that they're not going to try to drive out of here. They're going to try to get out of my foot. And so that's an, that's an honest, you know, prediction if you're the bad guys here that, you know, you're going to check the woods for them trying to flee on foot. The thing of it is, is they're driving so much on these roads that they're running out of gas. Yeah. Which now, means these said roads... Like a half a tank left, you know. These roads are long. Yeah. Now, they stop randomly on the side of one of these roads and decide to get out. Now, unless the saviors have people lining these roads with walkie-talkies, letting them know, hey, they stopped on my road, they got out on foot and are heading into the woods... That's the only way they know what they're doing is if they have a drone watching them or there's literally people lining the roads. Yeah, there's some form of communication to be able to narrow down and converge on a location. Not only that, but converge with your entire contingency of people. Now, one thing that I was thinking about and my amazing and beautiful wife came up with this idea is, is that when they get surrounded with the whistling, Negan came out of the RV and Eugene was beaten to a pulp. It would be nothing for them to beat on him to say they started walking that way. And it could have been that could have been the convergence because, you know, the time frame was quick on the show, but realistically, Eugene could have drove off, got captured, give him a beat down. Hey, they were walking through the woods that way and they converged in that general area. I just. Uh- because you're going to be I, moving slow with people, you know, carrying some out on the stretcher. If Eugene was willing to give up his own life to drive that RV, I don't think Eugene's willing to give up the goods from a beatdown. I think he I want to agree with you. I, I do. Th- when he did, when you looked at him, though, his face was jacked. His face oh, was yeah. covered in blood. He took a... He was, he was sniveling like a baby. You know, well tenderized. He, he looked like he felt guilty in my mind not just he was crying sniveling like he had failed i felt like he was just sorry that they got caught yeah i don't know i, I don't know this is that this required some susplaining right you know all it would have taken was trevor to step out there and be like yeah brave eugene here lasted a pretty good while before he gave y'all up you know yeah could have been cool you Instead, know. they don't do that because they want the audience to think these people are just ever reaching, and we're going to find you, and there's no way to go. Yeah, but which man. is not, but it's plausible to you and me, and probably to a lot of folks out there. It takes a lot, though. I mean, like I said, to watch everyone's streets, the run out of fuel means these roads are miles long. Yeah. Yep. 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 And you have stacks of fifteen to forty people on these roadblocks. Who's watching the right side of every road? Yeah, you're right. I'm, hey, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> All right. Blah, blah, blah. You know, put her down. Get on your knees. The whole crew's in front of them. Daryl emerges. You know, during, during the whole episode, you saw this black wall with these little lights and stuff like that. I immediately put that together that this was like a Chinese ch- torture cage or something with air holes. I just thought it was Daryl in a box. Yeah. I mean, I that's... That was never a, oh my God, what is that? Never you know? a big unveiling. Only thing was, is you find out that the light shining through the holes is headlights. Yeah. 
So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I like how they set that up, but I never had a doubt about that. And during the entire episode, I was like, we'll never find out about Daryl until the last five minutes. Yeah. You know, I knew that going in too, so that didn't bother me. There was a lot of folks we got feedback where like, you know, I hated we had to wait till the last five minutes to find out Daryl was alive. And I was like, that was how they kept you in suspense the entire hour and a half. Boo. You know you he's know? alive. You know, come the on. The guy says at the end of the episode, you'll live. Yeah, I mean – uh, he's doing pretty good considering the amount of blood that went across the camera. It looked like he blew his arm off with the amount of blood that went across the camera. Well, he's only in a sling. Yeah. He hasn't bled out like Voorhees did earlier. <laughs> um, he looks better than Maggie. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So they're all on a knee, and Trevor gives – we're going to call him Trevor for, for now for purposes. Yeah. Gives him a spiel and meet the man. And the, the man, Jeffrey Dean Morgan – a.k.a. Negan, rolls out of here. First impressions. Oh, I love it. Um, from what you had explained about his attire in the comics, I thought they were going to really struggle to pull this off. It looks awesome. His attire is picture-slapping perfect. I mean, down to the leather coat, the pants, the boot, the bat – is perfect. The only thing that doesn't look like the comic book character, the comic book character has slicked back greased hair like a mafia guy and is clean shaven. And so well, I kind of prefer this look of this guy. I, I realized the, the rough, comic book was making him look like a greaser, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked like a he looked like a, a slick back hair biker, you know, like I said, but clean shaved. Just yeah. I'm talking about on the money. First off, this dude has boatloads of charisma. This actor is fantastic. Oh, yeah. He's handsome as hell. I ain't afraid to say it. You're man crushing on me? Yeah. I mean, dude's just ruggedly handsome. Um, And, I mean, they just give him the the scene for a while. He just talks and talks. I loved all of his dialogue except for the opening lines. Oh, me too. your pants now? We're really going to have some pissy pants now. And I was like... Oh, not we'll be, how you start this off. We'll be starting into piss pants territory real soon or something like that. I was like, like, that. I was oh, like no. Thud. God, that is awful. That just landed with the uh, thud. thud. Yeah, um, that was a letdown. Then from that point after that, it was it was on dude, the money. That's, I'm glad you said that because I was the same. I was like, eesh. That was piss poor. <laughs> it uh, was, man. No pun intended, but that was piss I mean, piss he was poor. using the S-bomb, you know, shit and all that. that. How about you shitting your pants now or something like that? Give me a little bit more than... Piss in your pants. We got pissy pants. I mean, no, come on. Yeah, I thought that was a little uh, sobering at first. I was Uh, like, oh, tell me. The writing gets better. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Uh, Which it did. It gets fantastic. Oh, it escalated from there and got great. Um, They do a good job. Rick, Rick looks utterly terrified oh he is mortified of all the characters he sells this the i'm scared shitless more than anybody but i gotta be honest he's the only one other than eugene that looks scared shitless oh i know it the other ones the other ones are like look angry yeah 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 i mean crazy you know rick i mean he looked like i've just led my group into death and i'm i'm dealing with that toll right now andrew lincoln sold it on the money, very proud of him. Yeah, I think he feels like he let Maggie down. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, of course, his son is not far away. And his black goddess is a few down the aisle there. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, and so. I, I like Niggins. 
talk. I think it was good. I think he I adds know. to the the tension awesomely. You know? Oh, I loved it. New World. I mean, the wrestling New World Order. You know, he goes. Even if you're stupid, you can understand this one. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> you give us half your shit, <laughs> or we kill you. <laughs> it's pretty simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you uh, work for me now. You know. And he's like, you know, do you really think you get past this without paying the due or whatever yeah, like you, that? There's got to be punishment, you know. You killed some of my people, then I sent some people to kill you, and then you killed them, and that's just more than I really feel comfortable allowing to die. You killed a lot of my people. <laughs> more than I'm comfortable with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, the writers had fun. That was probably this. my favorite line. The, 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 the dialogue here was on the money. Yeah. And, um, you know, and we waited to get the introduction of Lucille. I like that, you know. And he goes, well, you know, I've got to punish one of you. And I, I just can't decide. I've got an idea, you know. And me, then me, 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 me. just like the comic. And the comic was awesome. You flip a page and it's the bats pointing at somebody. You flip a page, the bats pointing at somebody else. And it just went down the line, you know. Right. And I mean, how about the facial expressions from every one of them as they were going? Well, I, I mean, like Abraham. Abraham, how about Abraham kind of standing up and like, like I'll take my beating yeah, standing do up, it, sir. Do it. You know. I almost thought he was going to get off his knees. Yeah. Like he was going like, to stand up. You ain't going to get me on my knees, you know. I'm going to die in my I'll boots. I'll be honest. If that bat landed on me, I would go for the uh, spear him and just hope for the best, you know. Yeah. I mean, I would get shot to pieces probably, but I'd rather go that way. <laughs> All I know is, is that, like you just said, if he raises up to swing that bat at me, I'm punching dick. I'm not going to just stand there and take it. Dude, he is going to never bear children. You know, he's going to hit me. He's going to get me. But I'm going to get to him too. You know? oh, <laughs> and they're going to have to pull him off. And then I'm going to get the, <laughs> the royal beating of my life. And it might be the end of my life. His balls are going to know they were in a fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do your gene on the yeah. Dwight's. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> I would just be savagely punching his balls. Yeah. Uh, and like you say, you'd die a horrible death, but. Yeah. Uh, you would at least want to go down with something. Yeah, yeah. Of course, then he'd probably be like, well, for that insolence, I have to kill another one of you. <laughs> <laughs> one breach testicle I you mean, bruised. <laughs> Glenn goes over there and goes ape, and I was like, no! I was My heart was in my throat. I was like, I thought no, he was about to just you know? tee off on Glenn. Right I was like, <laughs> can't happen. It can't happen, you know? I mean... I mean, everybody and their brother knows in the comic book, you know, nah, you know who it. who's supposed to die, you know. And this whole deal, they just did a great job of evening the wealth of who could it be and who could it be. All right, let's talk about each character and how this show did a great job of making you love that character a little bit more than you thought. And so it kind of gives you that little tickle of, but oh, my God, get, if it's them. Before we get that far, though, they did a good job of when he's doing the Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Moe. To where his voice track is ahead of where he's pointing. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So like the e- flash of the camera. Was, so even though he's off on pointing on this person, his voice has gone beyond that. You know what I mean? And he's going to the next person. Yeah. And he's still talking when he finally settles down. You know what I mean? So even though he pointed the bat at somebody and it seemed like he got beyond them, I'm not leaving them out. You know what I mean? Uh huh. That they could have been the one that got toasted. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I hear you. All right. First off, it ain't Rick. It ain't Carl. 
Yeah, future serial killer is just fine. And that is a quote from the comic book, by the way. And oh, that yeah. is even awesome. Okay. I like that, that Trevor picked up the pistol and was like, this one are guns. Yeah, yeah this is your gun. It, you know <laughs> what I mean? So he like, they're calling Carl out. They're making oh, yeah. him they're- significant, you know, right off the bat. Little serial killer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is perfect for Carl because he oh, is a yeah. bloodthirsty maniac. Oh, there's no doubt. Um, But... Let's go back to what I was talking about. Not How Rick. they set up each character. Let's go with Abraham. Abraham, we have this moment with him and Sasha. Are oh, you ready? Would you? Would you would be you willing to do, do a, that? Want to have a baby too? You know, basically. Because yeah. I'd be willing. I'd be willing. You know, and we have this little sunset in the background, and this yeah. is oh. good scene though. Good yeah, scene. it is good. It's good. good. Wow, has their relationship metastasized rather quickly? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he went from you got a lot of work to join me in the house to you ready for a baby? You know, yeah, it's Bisquick time. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've had those two characters of, ah, okay. So then we got Eugene and his redeeming moment of, you know, here's the Several bullet. redeeming moments. Yes, you know, and we love his characters out of that. And they've done a few things this episode to show him. So there's like, that's an important one. Daryl is pretty easy. He's just the most beloved character there is. Um, and then you have Glenn, you know, there's his pregnant wife right there. She doesn't look good. He's not, he's almost slips up and they give yeah. him a slip, you know. He's insolent. You know. Michonne. that. Michonne. They got the Rick, Michonne eh. thing. They can't kill Rick's new love because they just killed Rick's new love. Michonne's untouchable. It might, I'm just putting it out there. How dare they? Multiple Chop her reasons. hair. Multiple dare they reasons. they cut her hair. Yeah. Um, and so then, like I said, Carl's no go. Um, and then who do we got left? You know, um, Maggie, Aaron, Aaron's there. Aaron's there. And okay. And Aaron has done nothing this episode to build some, the love or gardenership or so on. And other than say, you'll have to tie me up and punch me to keep me from helping. Right. And we even get another thing. Like, why did you leave Alexandria? Who asked him that? Who was that? Did Carl ask why did he leave? Yes. And he goes, well, I owe her. I owe her. Right, because remember, she saved him in the sewer or something like that? There was something they owe each other back in the day. Yeah, okay. And then Carl's like, I owe all of them, so I got to go, you know. All right, so they've set up every character to a point of why they're a little extra spice, a little extra special, and they're all their knees here. And so so I guess are we going to go ahead and do our predictions? Or or I tell you what, who do we know is not getting the bat? We can keep Rick, Carl, Rick, Michonne. Rick, Carl, Michonne, we're safe. Off the off the chart. Let me throw this thing. Do you think it's male or female? To me, I don't. Th- I think the females are safe. Hmm. I don't know if Sasha is safe. Man, do you think Kirk would do that kind of a remix? I don't know, man. Sasha. To me, when you looked at those pictures on the wall, when they were in the satellite place, they there were was 15 pictures boys. of dudes with their heads beat in. I, agree. I just feel like they're going to do another fella. That's just my prediction. Um, I'm willing to go no female. I'm willing okay. to go that. So we can exclude Maggie and Sasha and so on. Yeah. Now, there is that random thought that he could take Maggie out because she looks like she's on death's doorstep anyway. No, because we need to find out what's going on with Maggie's baby situation. I think that's a guarantee. We need to. I think they're going to allow them to go to Hilltop. 
Oh yeah, and get her checked out. Oh, I think they're gonna be. I think they'll walk away after this. I think the, the group will just leave and leave the RV for them. And y'all can drive off. Have a good day. Remember, we'll be over there shortly. We'll to pick see our you stuff soon up. to get your shit. Yeah, yeah. and so um, I agree. Um, and then I think Maggie's. Have, I think Maggie's safe. Okay, you think Maggie's safe? All right. So that goes back down to the dudes. All right. So Eugene, Eugene, Abraham, Abraham, Aaron, Aaron, Daryl, and Glenn. Glenn. So there's our five guys. Out of those five, who highest percentage of meeting Lucille the ugly way? Okay, let's talk business-wise. Daryl. Daryl is a massive fan favorite. He is not in the comic books. He has a new show starting in June, and word is he hasn't signed on for next season. I don't know if that's true or not. A lot of people are saying he's getting a new show, he's exiting Walking Dead, he's moving on with his career. Here's my theory. My theory is is that Daryl is probably the most expensive actor on the show. Him and Andrew Lincoln have got to be a one-two. Okay, I'm assuming Lincoln's ahead of him by a little bit. Just a smidge, probably. How do you keep him happy to stay on the show? We're going to give you another show. So you're getting double dip and we're keeping you busy and we're working on your fame. AMC is going to be your parent network. We're going to take care of you. You take care of us. In my opinion, we give him the show, keeps him happy. We stay on the network. We continue The Walking Dead. Daryl's safe. If I had money, I'd put money on it. All right. The only reason I think Daryl's possibly safe is because Daryl's done some things recently that were kind of, not flops, but they didn't hit. A couple movies that didn't make it. Yeah, he did Air and something else. And heck, they didn't even make major production over here where we are. Right. So, I think he feels safe and comfortable on the number one show on television. And I love Norman Reedus, and I I want him to stay on the show. I think that's who he is. I mean, he's Daryl. Norman Reedus is not as famous as Daryl is. And I think the fact that Talking Dead... Let us know that Norma Reedus was going to be on Talking Dead for so... What would give a day's notice that he would be on there? You know, that kind of... Well, they gave us the notice the week before. But, I mean, like, they that right there is just a ploy to That's make... Ploy because to that make. him getting shot in the episode was like, all right, he's going to meet his death during this episode. And, oh, fooled you, you know. Right. Um, so, I still say business-wise, Daryl's highest on the chopping block, but... In a way, I almost think it makes him safe, too. I think he's 100% safe. Okay. Um, I gave him a 15% chance, at best, of receiving the bat. Eugene. Eugene Eugene has a moment of bravery, um, a bunch of moments of smarts, and he gives Rick the recipe for bullets. They lined it up pretty well for him to take the bat. All this is smoke and mirrors. 15% or less. I agree. I think they realize they are on to something with Eugene. He he is turned into a very comical character. They've just done such a better job with him. Yep. And I was starting to get pissed about Eugene, remember? Because I was like, I'm sick of weak Eugene, scared Eugene, because he had the moment where he saved, what's her name, uh, Tara. Yep. And I was like, he ought to be full survivor mode. And now he finally is. Right. So I can't kill him now. Now we've named the top three candidates. Okay. In my think, opinion, these are our top three. Aaron, Abraham, and Eugene? Glenn. Well, we haven't really talked about Glenn yet. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm excluded Eugene and Daryl. I think they're safe. Okay, so you're talking Glenn, Aaron, and Abe, and Abraham. They're, they're my top three. All right. I tweeted it out 
right on the show, Abraham's way too happy and way too comfortable in the situation. Well, he bows up when the bat goes at him first. Yeah. I I definitely think Abraham's my number one. You're going number one on that. Yeah. The only thing that gives me pause is that Sasha already lost her last boyfriend kind of tragically. Yep. It's like, why do that to her again? Because I don't want to see crazy Sasha again. Well, theory. In the comic book, there is a female character who is affectionate for Abraham before he dies from the arrow through the head that Denise took. That was a Kirkman remix. Abraham was supposed to die walking through the street with Eugene. If you remember that episode, I was freaking out because I was like, oh, God, he's about to die, he's about to die, and he didn't happen. The girl he was sweet with and so on is also the same one he saved in the very beginning of Alexandria from the bucket and all uh, that the stuff. Tractor. You know, and remember, yep. she's, already, she's dead and gone. Anyway, in the comic book, she's alive and she becomes revengeful and goes after the saviors in her own cool way in the comic book. So your theory of Abraham has some meat and potatoes to it, giving Sasha a connection to a comic book character and her future role. And so that does make it very, very interesting, especially that he bows up and that when the the bat comes down, you know, I forget what his exact comment was. And look at that, you know, or what did he say to him? You know, took that one like a champ or. Yeah, he says took that one like a champ. You know, and then, you know, hits again to the, you know, that, that right there. That rings. Know, that rings Abraham. Rings Abraham. I agree. Um, so Abraham is definitely a lucrative choice. He's my number one uh, possible death. Um, let's talk about Aaron. Aaron has gotten nothing on that entire episode that shows him as oh or ooh I got I can't lose him. No redeeming qualities. There's no communication with anybody really that changes anything other than I'm here for Maggie. And you you'd have to punch me in the face and tie me down. I'm not going. He shouldn't even be on that RV, or he shouldn't even be with the group. You know what I mean? I really, really like Aaron. I do, too. I think he's a phenomenal uh, actor. I think holding on yards. My he, thing is, I still say he's not a big enough death for this situation. I would agree to a point. I would. Um, Dude, we're cast heavy. Well, I know it. I know it. And Aaron is one of the lone Alexandrians that you care for. Yeah, no, he just about is alone. <laughs> Do I, I mean, for real, other yeah. than Enid. Yeah, well, it's Tobin. she's not even really an Alexandria. <laughs> I was really surprised Tobin went on the drive. Yeah, Tobin. But um, yeah, so you, Aaron's got the outside dark horse, right? And then you got Glenn. Glenn, we played the, you know, almost dead card. And we've you know twice this season and a few things, but. <sighs> You know what? You know what? Make you know what turns me off from Glenn is that he had that. No, don't do it. Da, da, da. Oh, get him back in line. Get him back in line. I'll forgive that one. Da, da, da. I don't see him choosing him after he said, "I'm gonna let that slide." I agree. That right there just completely nullifies him from that. I don't think it nullifies him, but I just they've played Glenn too much lately. I yeah. I don't want to see Glenn be the one take it. Yeah, I just. I don't know. And, of course, he's one of the originals, too. I don't want to lose an original. Yeah, I know. But, man, the originals are the ones that are going to have to start 
Well, I mean, you think about the originals we got away. left. Carl, Rick, um, Glenn, and Carol. That's it. That's, That's the it. original from the original cast. <laughs> so, I mean, everybody else is adios muchachos. So, if it was an original. Morgan. He's not original. Uh, yes, he is. He was. That's right. Morgan's first episode. First episode, bro. Yeah, but he left for a couple of seasons, you know. <sighs> He's first episode. Yeah, well, Morgan ain't around. Neither is Carol. So that kind of narrows it down, you know. know, So if you look at it from that way, Glenn would be the most monumental death based on, what am I talking about? Daryl was in the first episode. Yeah, true. Or second episode, actually. And so, so realistically, you look at it that way, Daryl and Glenn are top of your list when it comes to our originals. Most shocking death, you know. But to me, this season, they've done the most for Abraham. Abraham's had the most, like, Oh yeah, emotional highs and lows. Well, he's come out of a shell more than ever. You know, not well, really I mean, a shell, but like he's emerged as so much more and more colorful. All his one-liners. I'm like, if he goes, I'm gonna be pissed because I love all his one-liners. You know, all his his commentary is just, just hilarious. I mean, him and Eugene together, it's 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 dynamic. My thing is, I could easily see because they've already shown this in the episodes previous. Abraham had a thing with Rosita. He said a thing with Eugene. All redempt, you know, in a way. Not with Rosita, obviously. But he got Sasha in the thing. But remember, he was about to get choked out and the whole thing with about, you see who you love when you're about to die. I could easily see next season start up. He takes that first lick from the bat and And you see Sasha. You see Sasha and then he takes the next one. Fade to black. You know what I mean? I could easily see that. I'm with you. I, I If I had to put my money on somebody, it's the number one person to get killed. Abe is number one. Yeah, Abraham's my number one. Um, Mainly because of the stuff they've given in the season and the fact he takes the first blow like a champion. Um, Aaron would be my number two. Um, After that, they're all kind of fair game after that. Just because it wouldn't surprise me if they just keep killing Alexander people off. Just keep the, the high cast to keep high numbers. And to me, you know, the only thing about killing Aaron is, and this was brought up in feedback as well, is is that, okay, we have four, um, you know, homosexual, gay, lesbian characters on there. We just killed one. Are they going to, the next major death going to be another one? You know, it's yeah, almost back in the that. day when The Walking Dead was killing all African Americans. You know, if you you had a short <laughs> lifespan if you were African American on the show. Keeping the diversity right now. Michonne's the only black character on the line Morgan. right now. Morgan. On the line. Oh, on the line. That's right. Yeah, and you got Gabriel too. So, but yeah, no, the only people on knees. It's only she didn't even look scared. She was just sitting there like, "Can we get this over with?" I can't believe you cut my hair. <laughs> <You'll pay for this>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where's my vest? <laughs> That's my favorite shirt. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, Who's your wild card? Who would just completely blow your mind if they killed? Of course, take away Michonne, Rick, and Carl. We just we know they're not on the list. Who is the complete wild card out of the list? It would blow my mind if they killed Maggie. Yes, I'm right there with you. If they if they look Maggie just looks at him and just takes a shot to the head, and another shot, da da da, and then you just see Glenn fold over, you know, in horror. I see another thing. That, you know, another thing that hurts that he says, "I better not hear anything out of any of y'all when I'm doing this." You know, he said, "I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear screaming. I don't want to hear nothing." You know, you're gonna sit there and watch this. You know, and so when you see the scene of him hitting whoever this person is, you don't hear crying out, you don't hear horror or screaming or nothing like that. And so that right there was kind of like chilling. And so I'm sorry if you saw your pregnant 
wife take a, a bat to the head. You wouldn't just be like crickets. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just putting it out there. I'd find the nearest grenade, unpin it, and just run it, nigga. <laughs> yeah, really. Taking <laughs> ah! you with me, bastard. <laughs> just tackle them and eat the thing. That's right. So she would be a huge wild card, but I just don't even think she's on the menu. I'm she's sorry. my biggest wild card. I got Abraham and Daryl's my number two. Wow. I, be honest with you, Sasha would be a heavy wild card to me. You know, it would just be a Sasha or a Eugene would be like out of left field for me. I, in a way, I think Sasha's story's done. So, to a point, yeah, it, that could be devastating to Abraham to see his woman get, you know, she just said, and instead okay, of I'll seeing Sasha go crazy hunting the saviors, I'd love to see Abraham crazy yes, hunting the saviors. Yes, I'd love to see that. That's right. And, and that would mean that Rosita's still alive, too. Which we didn't even mention Rosita's on the line. Oh, yeah. We said all girls are safe. completely missed it. just forgot about Rosita. <laughs> We're fired. We're fired. We need to get off the air. Rosita takes the beating. I about had my fill of Rosita lately. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number one female possibility of death, <laughs> Rosita. Uh, Rosita. <laughs> yeah. So if any women die, Rosita. And she's the only one on there that I think would be willing to take the first blow, possibly. Yeah, she's just pissed at the world. Yeah. Um, okay. Abraham's still my number one. <laughs> Daryl, number two, but Rosita, number Wild three. card. Wild Rosita's card. Rosita's my number three. All right. All right. I like Just because I, like I forgot it. about her, and that means I don't even care about her. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so, of course, it goes black. Next season, they do the Talking Dead thing. They don't get a lot of information. Where do we go from here in your prediction? I know where we're going. I want to hear what you got to say. All right. Um, like I said, I think he does bash the head of whoever it is. He allows them to take the body back to wherever. We're going to get a burial scene. We're going to get them taking Maggie to the hilltop to figure out what's going on with the baby. But I think the Morgan Carroll situation, finding another group, it's going to be key for possibly uniting all the other groups against Neekin's group. I think that will be our next season. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because uh, we got a Hilltop group, we got Alexandria, and we got this new group for sure. Oh, what I wanted to ask you about the guy running through the woods that they were chasing, uh, he said, but all the people at the library are already dead. Carol and Nick. And Morgan were at a library. Do you see that? Huh. I didn't put two and two together. And there was a guy randomly hanging in a like a cell tower looking thing. So like like the saviors were, had just been there, maybe. Possibly, you know, maybe. Um, so you think they there said could, there could that's be what a- I'm saying. I think there was a library group of people too. <sighs> Very possible. Because these people, this this guy wasn't hilltop. No. Wow, homeboy ran <laughs> ran a pretty good ways if because uh, it kind of felt like Carol was in the opposite direction. Possibly, I don't, I don't know. know. I you know what that could be something that kind of culminates and we learn about that. I just remember him saying the library, and then Carol and Morgan ended up at a library. That's true. I give you that. That's a that's a good estimation. I don't know. It may have nothing to do with going further. Could but. absolutely. Could absolutely. But I think. It's going to be trying to unite 
everybody reluctantly. Rick's group's not going to be reluctant to try to fight Negan. Yeah. But Hilltop will be, and so will any other group, I would assume. You know? And people are going to be... There's going to be like a division, I think, of people that are like, let's just live under Negan's whatever. You know what I mean? The Spencers of the world. The Spencers of the world. Yeah. Turncoat. Mm. The Tobins of the world. <laughs> the Alexandrians um, of the world. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How do you rank this season in comparison to the other ones? This season's on up there. I really like this season. I hate to say could be my number one. I've always been a huge fan of season one. You know, I just love how it was set up, you know. But season ones are always special because that's what you're that's the new, that's the creative, that's the setup. Da, da, da. Love begins. But if you were to take seasons two through six, two, three, four, five, six, this one right here blows the rest of those out of the water. To me. I just think it, it was You talking about it, this half season? I'm talking about the season as a whole. A and B? Yeah. Yeah, I could probably give that. I think I'd still I still really love season one. Um, but this is probably the best fight against it that we've had. I mean, just to think about all the things that have happened, you know, it was just monumental. Yeah, I think season three, the first or second half of season three, I think maybe, was really good. But not like this. I think this has been the best they've done so far. Yeah. Most action, most cool stuff going on. Plus, you know, we're finally getting a new big bad Oh and, yeah, and Jeffrey D. Morgan, what a what a hire! And I'm really happy with the casting. Yeah, super super, really really like it. Like his right hand man, you know, Dwight has kind of turned into a cool character. That's going to be kind of a unique thing. And he has a in the comic book, he has a really cool story arc of you know what he does. You know, and he he is almost one of the major reasons I don't think Daryl's going to die too. Because that's just too good of a rivalry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I'm with you. I'm with you. i totally, totally with you. Um, well, get on to what the people said. Yeah, we had we had good feedback. You know, there were some people. That, we had a lot of people who tweeted in and, you know, did some Facebook stuff. And, you know, I mean, like Patty came in, like, and I was just saying, she says, and like we got a lot of people, is, is that Jeffrey D. Morgan is the best casting they've done in a long, long time. And I think we both agree with that, wouldn't you? I mean, yes, yeah, fantastic. I mean, I think Michonne was a damn good choice, but he is uh, amazing as far as big name actors. Yeah, too. I mean, I've got at least twenty five names. You know, J- uh, Jacob Binker, a whole bunch of others. That all were like, they all believe Daryl's dead. You know that that's their prediction. That's what they talked about to us all night, and so on. They all had their reasons. Like I said, like we talked about, uh, you know, the show he's got coming out, riding with Norman Reedus, which is like Anthony Bourdain, but just motorcycles. Um, do we see the show making it by the way? Let's just put that prop that question out there. I'm going to go ahead and say no. <laughs> I don't know. These types of shows tend to make it. So it just depends on what they expect. You know, what what their expectations are. He has a pretty massive fan base. He does. So, we'll see. Um <laughs> David goes, this had to be the largest, maybe the biggest post-apocalyptic log roadblock ever built. I agree. <laughs> it was impressive. Also, the largest waste of wood in the world. Um, he also, uh, him, Matthew, and a few other guys were talking about how 
do you really think they're going to be able to keep under wraps who is leaving the show? And this brings up difficult. a good point because there was some, we had two other people and who was it? Um, maybe it was Melanie or somebody. Uh, they were talking about that maybe people had overheard or the theory was out there that um, none of the actors know and that it's actually the scene was shot without anybody actually dying, which would make total sense. Um, and that they're no. gonna, they did that. You know, you're getting real emotion from your actors because nobody knows who's leaving. But Talking Dead, they talked about. They know. Yeah. They've already talked about. I mean, they had quotes from Rick and Daryl talking. You know that the final scene is devastating and you know just you know gut wrenching and stuff like. That. Well, a quote from Rick really that said it was gut wrenching. Do you think they filmed? Oh yeah, who died? I think so. Absolutely. Yeah, so they went ahead and did it. And Why then, wouldn't you, while you already have this massive set piece of all these cars in the circle and, you know, not have to worry about to this. You know, just hold it? Yeah, definitely. God, that would be terrible. Do you tough. imagine trying to bring those people back and line them up perfectly in those positions hey, again? For, for for secrecy, I'd roll with it. I don't know. Everything you got on, take off. We're putting it in the cabinet right here. Everybody, leave these vehicles here for the summer. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Just put it out yeah. there. I'm thinking it's worth it for the secrecy. I don't know. I think if because you see, if it got out, like it's official, you know, Stephen Yawn has moved on to AMC. You know, the new, you know, riding with Norman Reedus is <laughs> 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 his co-host. <laughs> yeah, the first will be a hearse pulling Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nah, I don't know. You know, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a solid theory. Yeah, but I think you could come up with a solid theory for every one of them other than Rick and Carl. True. True that. True that. I, I, I'll give you that. You know? I don't know. It, it's just one of them things, man. <laughs> it's just one of them things. Um, but, you know, overall, I just say, again, super enjoyed the season. Super enjoyed. I enjoyed this episode for the feeling it made me have during the entire episode. I hate that I kind of predicted that we weren't going to get it. a death and, yeah. you know, we was going to be held on. And that's just a way of milking ratings. And, uh, you know, I, I saw it a mile away. And we had some people we talked about on Facebook and Twitter about it as well. And they kind of saw it. And it just um, – but, you know, I, just as much as I'm mad at it, it is smart. Because guess what? I felt that way the entire episode. And even knowing that I probably knew I wouldn't get to see who died. And now when it comes back in October around Halloween, guess what? We'll be licking our chops and salivating and guessing again and, oh, what news have you heard and who's picked up a new show and could it be him, could it be her? You know, we'll be right back on that gravy train and they're going to be soaking up the, the ratings for it. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, this season I was surprised to see the ratings had kind of gone down. Um, but something like this could easily bring them right back up. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the magic number for most shows right now is six or seven seasons, and they wrap it, you know? I mean, you think about it. Sons of Anarchy, Breaking Bad, all these acclaimed shows and so on. Uh, Mad Men, they, they cut it uh, by this point. And the way the comic book material-wise is going, they got they can do a whole another season and another whole season after that with the much source material they got going on. Oh, no doubt. I know they can keep, keep this show moving for sure because it's endless amounts of... Uh, source like you're talking about so i will tell you one thing i'm concerned about next season is is that we're gonna have our negan season for a whole a and b season and maybe more 
Yeah, but I don't mind Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Keep him I don't there. either. And I hope we get more Trevor, and I hope we get more you Dwight. Know, but that's a long time dealing. Cause you remember how long we dealt with the governor, and it got redundant and boring in some parts. Well, that's – the governor, they really just landmined that whole season yeah. when they decided to go him loner style. They oh, ruined yeah, the that. whole solo thing and getting a whole new crew. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible idea. Um, <laughs> this one could be way better because I think you really see somebody that can outwit and that outnumber point, yeah. you know, Rick's group. So, Touche. Touche. I hate to say this is our last broadcast for Walking Dead for, uh, you know, for what – Four or five months, I guess, or almost six months. Yeah, it's um, good to get a break. But it uh, looks like we'll be picking up with uh, the new season of Fear the Walking Dead, possibly. Um, that's starting next week, and uh, looking forward to it. Um, I am concerned. I have seen the previews for the first couple episodes, and I will say we might be cutting this pot off <laughs> after what I've I, seen so far. I'll be honest. If it's my vote, I'm not. I don't want to cover it. It. I did not love last season, and I don't like potting on shows that I necessarily I'm going to just lambaste and beat to death, you know yeah. what I mean? And from what you. I've seen from the previews, I am not impressed or excited. Yeah, the, I'm really worried. I just think they have done a – I'm going to be honest with you, I think they've done a piss-poor job of promoing where this next season goes. The only thing I like is those special effects of them underwater and their face looks, looks like it turns to skulls and stuff. The special effects are pretty cool. But the whole scenes where you see him like on a beach and David shooting and doing that, I'm just like, what the? They just look like they're in really stupid danger. Yes, just stupid I'm, danger. I'm really, really concerned. Yeah, it looks kind of campy in a way, and yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm not feeling it. Uh, look, don't let me get y'all down on the show. I hope lots of people watch it and I hope lots of people enjoy it. But to We're me, I'm, I'm nervous. It's going to be a wait and see moment. Yeah, there's I think no so. doubt. No Definitely. Doubt. Again, guys, we always appreciate it. If you got a chance to subscribe and uh, you know give us a positive rating on iTunes or Stitchers, we really, really appreciate it. You can always reach us at Bleed TV Podcast, which is on Twitter. Bleed TV Podcast. We have our Facebook page, and there's a Zach Bleed TV Facebook. Uh, you can friend me there, and it makes automatic connections and private messages, whatever we need to do. Uh, but other than that, guys, I think we're going to call this uh, season a wrap, and we'll look forward to the next one. Other yeah. than that, later. <laughs>